Friends, foes, family, and fans, much love to you all. I wish you a welcome to my podcast called Love and Its Discontents. It's an entirely new venture for me, but the topic of love, which I hope to tackle in the series, is something I've been wrestling with for decades, both as a writer and an academic. A little bit about myself. I was born in Bosnia in the 1970s and had an adventurous childhood fraught with love and heartbreak and teenage angst, which was cut short by the war in the 90s that brought us genocide and other atrocities. The immense hate that people can direct towards others make one question many notions, especially the existence of love. I've written many short stories and essays and two novels. As different as they are, there is not a single one of them that's not in some way a story about love. Now, I live in Sweden, where I'm an associate professor of English Lit and Creative Writing at Stockholm University. For more than a decade, I've been teaching this course called Love and Its Discontents. In it, we travel through literature uh, from the Bible and the ancient Greeks to contemporary stories. We wrestle with romantic love and altruism and deep dive into ecstatic love and solidarity. We ask, can love be examined like an object? What on earth is love? Where in the world is love? This podcast is based on that course, but I hope it will become a lot more. I got the idea from an anthology edited by the Greek-American author Jeffrey Eugenides, entitled My Mistress's Sparrow is Dead, Great Love Stories from Chekhov to Monroe, a title that is both clear and cryptic, a little... a title which makes you curious. In the introduction, Eugenides argues, love stories, nearly without exception, give love a bad name. All love stories for him are ultimately based on discontent. Love is something everyone desires or is supposed to desire, but ultimately something which always goes with heartbreak. Attitudes to love can move from extreme unexamined romanticism to extreme cynicism, from belief to disbelief, from the methods of spirit to the methods of science. In Greek mythology, human beings come from these blob-shaped creatures which Zeus cut in half. This is the source of the popular idea that the search for love is the search for one's missing half. This is why the Greek philosophers thought that love is the desire for something you don't have. I mean, didn't even Aristotle think of love as something composed of like a single soul inhabiting two bodies? And didn't Plato find love to be linked to creation, beauty, and truth? In Ghazal, the classical Arabic love poem, the lover isn't just um, any mortal you have sex with, but an emissary of the divine. In this podcast, I hope to deal with 
philosophical and scientific definitions. I want to ask if you are born to love, born with a natural sense of certain things like goodness and beauty, which the Prophet of Islam called fitra, which is then distorted by our environments. But most importantly, I want to ask if there is love without love stories. Anuchka Gross, in her book, Why the Fools Fall in Love, writes, Without love, there would be no books in the first place, and that our appetite for stories about love seem to be inexhaustible. But we are storytelling creatures, and one can legitimately ask if there really is love without stories. What came first? Or do they always go hand in hand? Of course, we will have to ask what it means to say a story is a love story. Does a narrative have to treat the subject of love, perhaps have a romance in it, or to, you know, to be a love story? As you will see, we will discuss many stories which you would not at first glance think were love stories at all. Um, the most famous story about love and storytelling is, of course, the 1001 Nights, in which a king named Shahriyar takes vengeance for the infidelity of his wife by marrying a virgin every night and killing her at dawn. Now, Shahrazad, the daughter of the king's minister, manages to put an end to the king's insanity by means of storytelling. Basically, she keeps telling him stories and his love of storytelling makes him postpone her execution. In the process, he falls in love with her. Uh, this old narrative, which is as entangled as love itself, establishes at least two things which seem bound to each other like conjoined twins. Firstly, we are stories, and we are defined by the stories we tell others. And secondly, we fall in love with people through the stories they tell, especially the stories they tell about themselves. In other words, we love people as stories they are. There is hardly a moment in our lives when we are not telling ourselves our own stories or telling the stories of others. The giant of Bosnian literature, Mesha Selimovic, wrote in his brilliant novel, The Fortress, that if something's not written, it doesn't exist. It happened, then disappeared. To exist is to have a narrative. Narrative about who or what we are individually and communally. And most importantly, the larger part of this narrative involves love. Does this mean we are drowning in love stories because that is the best, if not uh, the only way to keep uh, this notion alive, to prove ourselves to ourselves it exists? So this podcast is going to be one long story about love and ultimately about our love of stories. I'll invite guests to, to talk about love stories and that way we'll get lots of cool perspectives and lots of personal journeys. In the first episode, I will talk about the tale of the mysterious dead sparrow, which made Eugenides conclude that love stories give love a bad name and get us sailing on this course of love. Hope you will join me and that this journey will bring us closer. Until next time, much love from Stockholm.